ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and people of all ages, allow me to introduce you to the internet's number one Star Trek podcast. <laughs> M-Class Podcast. Oh, now I'm going to have to edit like some fanfare below this. I'll do it for you. Seamless. So good. <laughs> no one will so ever good. know that was me. No, it, do- it sounds like uh, stock music. <laughs> I made all the stock music, so. That oh, was good. All me. Well, that makes sense, I guess. Oh, and oh, I'm Josh. <laughs> I didn- we haven't introduced ourselves yet, but yeah, I'm, I'm Josh. Jeff, so. I'm Josh. Uh, it's out of alphabetical order. Somebody listening to this is probably really mad by now. <laughs> yeah, they require a routine. I notice that's a thing. It does happen sometimes. They get upset. They're like children with OCD. <laughs> Fuck you, listeners. Give us your money. You, you didn't do it the way. <laughs> On M-Class Podcast, we sit down with a piece of Star Trek media, usually in some sort of a collection, and we discuss it. And make pee-pee jokes the whole time. We talk about peeners, wieners, vaginers. <laughs> all the eaners you could ever want. In-betweeners. Yeah, we love them all. We love all the eaners in the all world. All of them. Doesn't matter. Uh, Nothing is off limits. <laughs> this this episode is the third part of the Ya Boy Harkers Doppelgangers collection. Yeah. And it's a TNG episode called Second Chances... Which is the introduction of the infamous Tom Riker? Does anybody yeah, like Tom Riker? I mean, oh man, this this, this episode's super. I mean, we get it. We'll get into it. Yeah, but like, it's a weird. I almost watched this. I almost watched the second one, the DS Nine one. I almost watched that one. The DS Nine one is even fucking weirder. In, the DS Nine one is stupid. In the context of this <laughs> character that's introduced in this episode, it would yeah. be like if you're introduced. Actually, it literally is. You're introduced to a character who's supposed to be a good guy, and he's fine. He's absolutely normal. And yeah. then the next episode, he's snidely whiplash. He's, like, a bad guy. It's like they just were like, we gotta get rid of this guy. He's out there. But, like, they could have just not had him do anything. Yeah. I think the whole idea was, like, we're, we're gonna have uh, Jonathan Frakes in yeah. the episode. What do you guys want to do? And Jonathan yeah. Frakes was like, I don't know about playing Will Riker again. Can I play somebody yeah. else? And they were like, well, we do have one guy. I wonder uh, I wonder if like there was something in his contract that said he couldn't cuz he was doing the movies at this point. You think so? Right? It's possible. That sounds like, like a paramount thing. It's po- it's possible that they were like you you're doing the movie and there's some weird like movie like actors guild shit or something. Like who fucking knows, right? Like I don't know. I don't know. It's just I think it's weird that like he doesn't play himself and then also in Voyager he's in it for like one hot second that's true and that's also weird too that's true it's funny but it's weird it's funny and it like makes sense in the context of Q this one's like the one in Deep Space Nine is straight out of fucking left field because I watched this episode with a critical eye this time not just because I'm critiquing it on a podcast oh is that what we're doing (laughs) I guess I don't really know what to call what we're doing (laughs) but uh true I watched it with a very critical eye, watching for literally any moment that this character become a terrorist later, right? Like, and I couldn't find shit. He's like, I mean, he's like just like a younger version of Riker, but like he's old because time has passed because of yeah. the hand waving. Well, it's like 
he he lived on this planet by himself, and he mentions a lot about how there's periods of time where he was so lonely that he felt like he would go insane. But he yeah. obviously did not go insane. They could have used that perfectly to set up the fact that he's going to be a crazy man later, a crazy terrorist man. Spoilers, I, just, I guess, if you haven't seen that Deep Space Nine. But yeah, who, well, we'll get to who it. Who fucking next cares? Week. Well, if you're listening to this like later, like you can just skip ahead to the next one, I guess, because <laughs> that's what we're talking about. That one, really. Yeah. But, like, well, it's it's the one that's crazier. This one's just like yeah, this uncomfortable. Like this whole episode is uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah, it made me think. It really made me think about like what I would do. Yeah, th- that's sort of what this episode is set up to do, is yeah. make you examine, like, how would you get along with yourself? Oh, it would be horrible, and I wouldn't. The answer is poorly, because yeah, all you're ever going to see is the negative traits that you don't notice in yourself. I already see those, and, like, I already don't like myself. <laughs> I kiss myself on the mouth in the mirror every day, so... Damn, you lucky bastard. <laughs> If I saw a transporter, Jeff, we would just immediately disrobe and go at it, I think. Why didn't they just do that? I mean, it's basically like you're just masturbating. There's so a lot like, of sexual cares? tension between Will and Tom Riker. It's so fucking screwed up. Like, Riker gets some fucked up shit done to him in this series. Like, yeah. He gets accused of, like, rape and murder that one episode when, like, they get, he gets, like, set up, right? And they blow yeah. the station up. He deals with some hard fucking consequences for yeah. not doing anything wrong throughout he this whole series. He gets fucking rolled on in this series. <laughs> then he gets a twin. Ugh. Tom Riker sucks. That's the thing is, like, this episode set up Tom Riker to just be younger Riker, but he is, like, a dickhead like he he yeah. constantly just ignores orders and does whatever he wants to do yeah, he's sort of just a prick like yeah. he just sort of sucks and it does remind you of like a season one Riker where he was yeah. very cocky and foolhardy but he wasn't smiley and charming about it in this one in this one he just sort of is like whatever dickwad <laughs> I do what himself. I want dad yeah. you know you're not my dad other me you're not yeah. my dad Riker fucking <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> this episode's teleplay was by Rene Echevarria. I think it's Echevarria, who yeah. uh, wrote a uh, was a writer, producer, and story editor on TNG and Deep Space Nine. He has he a did Dark Angel and Castle. Ooh, and he created the forty four hundred. I've never Remember watched that. Show? that. <laughs> that was a show about alien abduction, and like forty four hundred people get returned. They at once. D- they're doing that with, like, a fucking airplane thing now. Where, like, the airplane people disappear for, like, 12, f- 15 years. <laughs> no, they... Like, an airplane... The Langoliers? Full- sure. It's the Langoliers starring Balky Bartokamus. <laughs> this is what they're sucks. doing now. <laughs> Wait, so it's like a, an airliner gets abducted and It just disappears is the thing. Like, right. everybody gets on board the airliner and they go fly, 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 fly. And then... It there's there's like a lightning storm or something, and then they land, and it's like five years later. There's a great movie about time travel uh, with F-14s in it called The Final Countdown. I can imagine what's on the soundtrack to that movie. I don't think it is, actually. <laughs> what the fuck? I think that's the name of the movie. I, ho- I But it's they go back in time to like right before Pearl Harbor... And the entire aircraft carrier, like an 80s-ass aircraft carrier with, like, F-14s and shit, gets, like, sent back before Pearl Harbor. And they're like, we're going to stop the Japanese, right? And then they're like, we're going to do it. And then, like, history, like, is, like, a circle, so they can't do it. Like, the storm Uh, takes them back or whatever. Okay. 
This isn't smart like that. It's just a whole bunch of interpersonal conflict. Like, you got remarried? I've only been gone five years. <laughs> Whose son is this? It's all that shit. <laughs> Uh, so yeah. Rene Echevadia did not make the show. It, the show or the movie we just talked about. He made the 4400. Yeah. Which and, is similar to the two things we just said. Yeah. He also was a producer on Medium, Castle, and Teen Wolf. The new Teen Wolf, which I've not seen. Oh, man. So I was looking for Teen Wolf gifts. You know how I like to like keep up on my shitty gift game? You oh, know? of course. You're the master. I'm like the famous for my shitty gifts. And uh, <laughs> my shit posting gifts. <laughs> And uh, I was, like, trying to find Teen Wolf because, like, I like to send, uh, like, uh, Teen Wolf gifts every now and then when he's surfing on the truck, you know? It's funny. Oh, of course, yeah. And I got a bunch of new Teen Wolf shit, and I was like, oh, I guess there's a new Teen Wolf. That, <laughs> I, even I actually found out about new Teen Wolf because I had the urge to watch Teen Wolf. It just hit me. I was yeah. like, hey, what about that movie with the basketball werewolf? Let's watch <laughs> that. that is also a werewolf. <laughs> And Son, we need to talk. We need to have a talk about your yeah. basketball werewolf powers. <laughs> but as it turns out, there's a new one? Does he play basketball? Yeah. I don't know. I think it's I a drama. It's, I bet it's terrible. I bet I would love it because it's you probably would, like Riverdale-esque. It's probably very Riverdale-esque. If it is, I would watch the shit out of it. I don't know anything about it. It looks like a straight drama, which is fucking buck wild to me that they would reboot Teen Wolf as a straight drama they're really reaching they're really trying they're trying so hard Uh, what do we got in the barrel Johnny we we got the rights to Teen Teen Wolf Wolf. (laughs) Uh, this episode was uh, the story itself was written by a man named Michael Medlock and I will read to you the entirety of his memory alpha Michael Medlock wrote the story for Star Trek The Next Generation 6 season episode, Second Chances. Oh my god, that's amazing. That's it. So I had to look this motherfucker up on IMDB. Yeah. And I feel like this, his writing credits, of which there are nine, shed a lot of light on why this episode is so strange compared to other Star Trek episodes of the season. Okay. Uh, he was the writer for a number of episodes for Buzz Lightyear of Star Command. Like that cartoon or whatever? Yes. Okay. Uh, Hercules, The Legendary Journey. I knew you were going to say that. For some reason, I was going to say, Her- do you do Hercules? It just feels like that. I don't know why. Action Man, the cartoon. Where on know. Earth is Carmen Sandiego, the cartoon. Okay. Swamp Thing, the TV series. Oh, that was a good one. And the Cops cartoon. That cartoon rules, by the way. That cartoon the toys does rule. Shit. He also wrote the episode of Roswell Conspiracies, Aliens, Myths, and Legends about the oh, Chupacabra. Oh, whoops. I'm not supposed to talk about that. <laughs> you you wrote the Roswell Conspiracies? Uh, no. <laughs> did, you, did you co-write the one about the Chupacabra? Uh no no I me and Mike did a thing and we were writing a thing for the History Channel about Roswell I oh, probably yeah you probably shouldn't have said that on this podcast sued. it's fine it doesn't matter no nobody ever will ever know <laughs> <laughs> but just think about think about that think about how how think about the sentence I just said yeah that's it's, that's it's who's writing sentence. for the History Channel yeah. Jesus Christ um anyway. <laughs> 
Uh, I think it's important to point out that 90% of his writing credits ever, of which there are nine, were children's cartoon series. Yeah, I mean, I, this episode's not that bad. <laughs> it's not a bad episode, is the thing. It's just right. there's something very... And I'll like I'll say it now that I know he wrote a bunch of cartoons. It's something very cartoon about it. Like yeah, the way it's handled and everything is like the two sides don't have like an intellectual conversation about their differences. They just kind of butt heads a bunch. Yeah, they just sort of are against each other for no reason. You're just sort of like, what's going on? Like right? the, and it, this it, episode isn't it, bad. I'll put that up. Front. Yeah. It works because, like, it's Riker. If it was anybody, maybe Worf, it would have been similar. But I think if it were Worf, like, in there, that scene where Data has some of that shit. If it were Worf, they would just, like, ignore each other. They would, like, be pissy and ignore each other and be passive-aggressive. Leave me alone. Yeah. (laughs) Worf is, like, pretty, like, deep in this episode. He's pretty thoughtful. He's great. He's, He's so great in TNG. And then he gets on Deep Space Nine, and he has, like... One whole year of having a bad day. Yeah, he just—he <laughs> is just a, a giant miserable. butthole in the whole yeah. series. He's pretty shitty, like the entire time, and at the end, he's just like, "Fuck this!" <laughs> he yeah. hates it. Well, he's straight up the whole time. He's like, "This isn't Captain Picard's ship. Yeah. This isn't I'm the go, Enterprise. I'm gonna go live on the in the bunk beds. Yeah. Where, where's my friend fun. Riker? What is this shit?" <laughs> yeah, I know. He was he the fun. audience. Stand-ins for TNG fans. <laughs> it was the voice of the audience. Who are these people? Yeah, they're where's, not my friends. Where's my best friend Data? What is this shit? <laughs> I'll even take lore at this point. <laughs> Don't tempt them. It's surprising uh, they didn't do that. They didn't bring lore. Yeah, I bet you they tried. I bet you they did try to do it. I'm telling you, man, there must have been some kind of like thing. It does. It feels like there was. I don't know. This is all conjecture. Oh yeah, I'm just guessing. I don't know. I mean, but contracts I like are pretty fucking strict about that type of stuff, like non-competition. You would think that they would, like, I mean, and, like, I mean, Picard's in the first episode, and there's that episode where it's that weird crossover, where, like, Data is oh, there. Yeah. Oh, it's, Data is there. That's a TNG episode. That's a TNG episode, yeah. yeah I mean, it's so like I season think, seven, the one where yeah. it has uh, Bashir on it. Yeah, I think, so TNG probably got, like, the preferential treatment right so oh, the yeah, movies the are Golden going child yeah so they probably were like nah we're just gonna focus on that because it's super serious movie who, making time now who else was in that crossover episode was it just bashir bashir and data <laughs> it was just bashir and quark in the beginning I yeah think. that's true quark is like the character they shove into everything because Riker's like I know a guy and it's Quark and you're like of course you know Riker him. and Quark best friends forever how does that work I don't Where know do you meet him <laughs> they play a lot of Dabo I guess it's probably like the same relationship that Dax has Dax has with yeah, Quark Domjot or whatever the fuck oh yeah Domjot is that what it is no Dom- no it's uh it's not Dabo it's not Domjot oh it's- fuck Parisi Squares? No, no. That's the one where you can fucking die if you play a yeah, role. That's the death one. <laughs> Fuck, what Shit. is it? Now we'll never know. Acquire, subtract, or what I keep. Yeah. Fuck. Oh my yeah. god, that's gonna drive me. Everyone's shouting it right now. <laughs> DS9 game, Dax, and Quark. I was I'm just typing the exact same thing into Google, my Google machine. Oh, fuck. I don't you know. look it up for me. I can't find it. 
I can't remember. I looked it up once because they have a playable version of it. Like, fans have created a playable version of the game. How do you play it? Based on List what of they games say. In Star Trek found it. What is it called? Uh, I said list of game, list of games. There's these are like real games. Dabo Tongo. Tongo. Thank you, everyone Jeez. who screamed it at us. We heard you yeah, through we got space. It. We got it. It eventually <laughs> <vacuum> reached us. <laughs> yeah. Tongo. Tongo. Like you can look up the actual rules of how to play Tongo, and you play it with a regular deck of cards. I think. It kind of reminds me of like gin or something. Gin it's, Rummy or some old person game that I don't know how to like play. War, the card game War. Yeah, which war? I don't know how to play, but it seems similar. <laughs> you don't know how to play War? No. Nah. The thing is, every time somebody pulled out cards and they were like, "Let's play Gin Rummy or Go Hold Fish on. or War," you don't know how to play War. Let me finish my fucking sentence. <laughs> Uh, I would pull every time somebody would pull out some cards and say they wanted to play some bullshit. I'd be like, I want to play poker. Yeah, I mean that's the more fun one because you can win money. Yeah, like I know how to play poker really well. I don't know how to play war, but it's how, how often does time. no one ever taught me? You just divide the deck and then you. It's for it's for if you're like ready to kill yourself. That's how bored you are. Uh, one of those <laughs> games. You divide the deck, and then you just pull a card, and whoever has the higher card wins both uh, cards. Well, now I know how to play war. And if you, if you pull the same card, you go to war, and you, you deal three cards face down, and your fourth card is the card that you play. And it can go on. Like, it happens. Like, you can do it again. It's crazy. Okay. Well, now I know how to play war. Thank you, Josh. I explained it in five seconds. <laughs> like, anytime somebody was like, do you want to play war? I'd be like, no, I want to play poker. Or I want to play You're- Texas Hold'em. You're just like the Texas Hold'em champion. Uh, I actually am not great at Texas Hold'em, but like five card draw, like poker, like I'm. It's easier. Texas Hold'em is like way harder. Texas Hold'em is all about psyching out your opponents. And it's about like knowing the math of the deck, too. Yeah, I don't know the math of the regular math. I don't need to know the math <laughs> of the deck. I don't even know how to divide. I don't know how to subtract. I know how to plus. The other day, I was like. <laughs> I was like, okay. I was like, I need to divide a hundred by four. What is that? And I like couldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my god. And I like, I like thought, and I was like, oh my god, you fucking idiot. <laughs> so now you know that the other day I didn't know that twenty-five times four was a hundred. Dude, sometimes I will just completely forget words, and I get yeah. so frustrated that I'll just insert another word that has no fucking meaning that's anywhere near the original word. I do it all remember, the time. I remember one time I forgot how to spell of. And I was like, of? there's gotta be a V it's, in there. Uh, yeah, it's got a V, right? Of? UV. Of? This is. I think this is right about when I was doing like six hours of homework tonight, so I was probably a little like fried mentally. There, I remember one time I was doing... I think I was writing up my like dissertation on yeah. my portfolio for my final review at Marshall. And I had been working on it for ages because everything I wrote sounded dumb as fuck and I, I yeah. wanted mine to be the one that didn't sound dumb as fuck. Yeah, that's the goal, right? You don't <laughs> want it to sound dumb. And it has to like explain every piece in your portfolio. So it, yeah. every time I would get to a point where it all sounded really stupid, I would have to start fixing things. And I did this for... <laughs> Ever. I have no idea how long I was doing it. And I was like, 
suddenly on a roll. Suddenly I was on a fucking roll. Like I'm writing. Yeah, man. I'm, it's all coming out. It's fucking amazing. And then I woke up. <laughs> and I had fallen asleep at the desk. And I man. dreamed that I finished it. And I was nowhere near finished when I woke That's up. That's horrible. And I threw it all off my desk and went to bed. <laughs> That's a nightmare. That's a living nightmare. God, that sucks. Because I think I did my portfolio review like earlier than I was supposed to. Because I uh, I did like, like one of those kids. And I got scheduled to do it earlier than I was supposed to. Because uh, yeah, the, uh, I was fucked up because I changed my major, so my timeline right. was fucked up. And by the time it got time to do your finals, you have to do two things: your portfolio and your senior show. Yeah, the show. And I, I did my senior show last. I did my portfolio first. Oh, so you had like a long break. Uh, I wouldn't call it a break. I still had to go to what? regular classes and shit. Yeah, whatever. It was a break from having to do that shit, which is super stressful. Yeah, having to make something on a time frame sucks a dick. Yeah. It sucks, Especially man. the the gallery show, because they gave us this fucking laundry list of things you weren't allowed to do. Like, you can't have a nail no larger boobies. than this. No, you could have no, boobies. No peeners. You could have peeners. That's fine. It's an art show. Of course you can have boobies and peeners. That's what, like, they love, right? Art, they yeah. love that shit. The nude. It's they bring in the, the ladies and the mans to show their peeners and boobies off. Yeah, I had a couple classes like that. I never had one of those. The, I wasn't the weirdest like a real thing. artist. <laughs> that wasn't a real... Neither was I. Um, <laughs> the weirdest fucking thing about the figure drawing course is uh, they're supposed to bring in a different model every time. So that yeah. you have a, diff a chance to do like different shapes. Like They'll bring in yeah, a lady do, once like, and then ladies. a dude once. Uh, yeah. This girl I had English class with showed up the first day. That sounds great. And I was like, this is kind of awkward or whatever. But then, like, yeah. she showed up the second day and then the yeah. third day, and literally we never drew anyone else. She was just naked in there every single day. That's pretty sweet. I saw her naked far more often than I did anyone during that time. Even myself, <laughs> Even <yourself>. really. <laughs> that sucks. Sometimes I'm not looking in the mirror, you know? So. Yeah, most times I'm not. I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's all going to hell. I, I, I know what it all looks like already. <laughs> yeah, it's, I know. It's disappointing. Let's move on. Let's just take a shower. So it was just super weird, especially because she wouldn't stop talking to me about English class while I'm trying to draw. I'm like, you're a figure right now. Please stop telling me about what homework is going on. Uh, excuse me, uh, miss, uh, your art right now? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> It was very strange, and then there came a time where the guy, somebody complained. They were like, how yeah. come we always do the same figure? And the teacher was like, do you want to get naked and go up there? And nice. the dude was like, sure. Oh, and then the And then the teacher went, well, you can't, because you have to like have a form signed and everything and be approved by Where's the, the form? <laughs> and he was, he was like, well, I can do all that. And he was like, well, we'll talk about it. And then it never happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he pussed out. Yeah, he was like, nope. The other class got this dude that they called the elephant, so I guess we missed out. Why'd they out. call him that? <laughs> I could never figure that out. I don't know. I wonder why they did. I don't know. Uh, Maybe he really liked elephants. According to their drawings of him, it was a very well-earned nickname, so... <laughs> Well, maybe he just had a tattoo of an elephant? Is that what it was? Probably. It's probably what it was. On his dick. <laughs> it was big enough for one. Holy shit. 
It was, was he like one of those freakishly big dongs? Uh, according to the drawings, he was. I never saw him myself. Unf- I mean, were people like unfortunately like, using perspective, or like was it like exaggerated? <laughs> it, it like, wasn't how big pointing at them. I hope. Like, <laughs> how how big are we talking? Like, estimate the the size. Oh shit! You're how tall are you? Me? Yeah, five foot ten. Five, five ten. foot eleven. Uh, probably like your forearm. Jeez, that's like. Fucking 13 inches, man. Uh, according to the drawings, I'm just going. F- I, when I said at the beginning of the episode, like, we talked not about hard. Peters. Yeah. I would model too if I had a 13 inch. Yeah, so inch would bag. I. I would never stop. I mean, I do obviously have the I, biggest wiener ever, of I, course. No, I mean, we both have like 16 inch wieners. So. <laughs> 13's just like, what is that even? That's like a baby's wiener to us, Does, right? Is it in yet? <laughs> Uh, on that note, since we've discussed the beginning of this episode in Star Trek so heavily, I think we're going to take a break, and we'll be <laughs> right back after these messages. After these messages, we'll be right back. Suddenly the sky is a little clearer, the water is a little bluer, the road's a little bumpier, the jumps are harder, the level's deeper, the character's smarter, the sound is hotter, the graphics cooler, the secret's darker, the danger's fiercer, the challenge a whole lot tougher. And suddenly the world's a more exciting place to be. Super Mario World. It comes only as part of the system you are created for, the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. Other games sold separately. Now you're playing with power, super power. Welcome back from that commercial break, everybody. Hopefully you purchased that good and or service to keep this program's lights on. I'm Jeff, and we're back here with some more Star Trek. Wow, I'm Josh. We get paid for those? Uh, God, I wish. Hey, we should get paid. I'll do like a fucking, what's that, razors and stuff? <laughs> yeah, me undies. I'll fucking do whatever. Yeah, Hit me up. That. Dude, I would literally, if Blue Apron wanted to do sponsor this podcast, I would mention Blue Apron every five seconds. I don't even give a fuck. Like, I love Blue yeah. Apron. So. I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's do it. Get get on it. Let's do it. HelloFresh. If you want to fucking undercut Blue Apron, Blue Apron sucks my dick. I love HelloFresh. See, like, look at how versatile we are. <laughs> whatever you guys want. I actually like them both, but I wouldn't say that if one of them was paying me money. Yeah, no. We'll have anyway. Leave that out. <laughs> Uh, this episode of Star Trek, again, if you're following mm-hmm. along at home, is called Second Chances, Season 6, Episode 24. Yes. It begins in 10 Forward, where there's a jazz oh, concert yeah. going on. And it is an alien playing a cool jazz synth. Like, jazz still exists in the far-flung future of TNG. And people are still bored of it. People are grooving here. It's made a comeback. People are real into this shit now. I'm like... I would... Uh, here's the thing about jazz. It's great or whatever, and I was in jazz band in, like, middle school. Sure. And that was fun. But uh, I don't think I could go to, like, a bar and, like, listen to jazz. I would. I, I don't think I would. I would go to a bar while jazz play and get fucking tore up from the floor up. I wouldn't even care. <laughs> It'd be amazing. I mean, I would go if Riker was playing the trombone. Yeah. Everybody talks about how mediocre he is at the trombone, but he fucking kills this first song. He's really good. Yeah, I, I feel like trombone is sort of, like, 
a niche. It's like a niche instrument, man. You know, yeah. like he's like, who's really good at the trombone? I don't know. He's like <laughs> you know? starring in this like tr- like uh, quad. Like yeah, he's starring in it, but he's the trombone player. Yeah, man. <laughs> I mean, whatever. Uh, Deanna Troy decides it's time to be a giant asshole. Yeah, and well, uh, that's that's kind of her mo. <laughs> Riker's like, are there any? Uh, does anybody have any requests? And she calls for Nightbird, knowing yeah. that Riker can't play the solo in it because she's trying to embarrass him in front of all of his friends. Yeah, like what the fuck, man? Even like in this moment, in any other type of episode. Like, Troy tells Crusher this, and Crusher would go, hee-hee, you know, it's like, ha-ha, you're gonna get him. She does not do that. Even she, in this episode, knows that Troy is being kind of an asshole. She's like, man, (laughs) you think it's, like, some psychological, like, uh, you think they did it on purpose, because later on we find out that she was sad about breaking up with him? Probably. I mean, he he did make a a pretty dick move in their relationship, but... Yeah, they both should go to therapy, if only one of them was a therapist. (laughs) That was also, like, six years ago? (laughs) Or, like, it's actually eight years ago. Get over it! (laughs) Fucking, come on! A lot of our listeners weren't even alive that long ago. Yeah, I know. But he's like about to start playing it. He's he's really like hamming it up about how hard it's gonna be. He's like, <laughs> yeah, he like me like is like, like like oh man, like he's real nervous. He's like pulling at his collar. I don't know how we're gonna pull this one off. Uh, but then Data calls him and calls him to the bridge, and he says a voice clip that I'm sure I'm gonna make use of someday, where he walks up to her, smiles, and says, "Saved by the Bell." Yeah, and then walks play, like the Save by the Bell theme should play. Welcome <laughs> in the morning, and I thought that's the it song. It sounds right? like a Spibsy video to me. <laughs> Get on that Spibsy. Yeah, Spibsy would do that. <laughs> uh, Riker heads up to the bridge in his, uh, I don't even know, like pure silk kimono outfit. Oh, he's man, wearing. it's like a future, like, jazz fuck outfit that he wears it really is like you go straight from the jazz concert to the bathroom in that bad yeah. boy yeah you, the dude. bedroom i mean unless you're taking a sexy shower sorry everybody i thought you meant bathroom like to get blown in the bathroom oh well, you, or get, to you, do you go blow. to the bathroom to purchase a condom from the future condom ah machine. yes the the condom <laughs> machine <laughs> The 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 trusted condom machine. Yeah, it never turns Man, these out probably for anybody. These will be fine. Um, Data says that the transport window to get down to the planet below, which I don't remember the name of. Do you? It was Nirvana Four. Nirvana Four. Nirvana like Nirvana Four. 4. <laughs> yeah, the one they didn't make. Um, <laughs> they only made it. Well, no that. Depends on yeah. They made four albums. They did make four. Okay. Okay. Bleach, Insecticide, The Naked One, Nevermind, and In Utero. Oh, okay. And I'm not counting the uh, live album from the Muddy Banks of the Wishka. Josh, are you a big Nirvana fan? I was that when we were boring. young. I think everybody we goes children. through a Nirvana phase where they're like real big into it. Yeah, or all it, white. There's a couple bands: Beatles, Nirvana, Led Zeppelin. Uh, that's about it. I guess I'm still <laughs> going through my Beatles phase. 
Yeah, um, Beatles. Yeah, that's always that's for some people that one sticks. It always comes back for me. I go through phases where like I'm real into the Beatles, and then like I kind of burn myself out. Yeah, it's like anything. I go through a big Queen phase every oh, now yeah. and then. Yeah, I go through a Queen phase too. Led Zepp phase. Yeah, I guess it just keeps coming and going for me. I never yeah. grew up. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, uh, it turns out that eight years ago, Riker was on board the USS Potemkin, which uh, had uh, sent down a like expedition to yeah. find out information on the planet. And uh, we don't learn anything happened at that point. He just says, you know, I, I almost didn't make it out of there eight years ago. Right. And Data, Data gives us some very important information. They have a 26-minute window to beam down to the planet and get the database that was left behind. Yes. And this is only going to happen three times. And then it'll be eight fucking years again before you can go down to the planet. It's very timely. It's on Who's a schedule. fucking idea was it to go down on this bullshit? Yeah. <laughs> like, here's an idea. Send a fucking shuttle. What are you doing? Yeah, I mean, yeah... They, I mean, they I always they, just forget about shuttles when there needs to be a transporter problem. I guess, like, they can't or something. No. They don't bother explaining it, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, I guess they just assume that the shuttle would explode or some shit. It, the shuttle know. would violently explode if two Will Rikers got in it, so they yeah, can't like, do that. Like in Time Cop. But... <laughs> Uh, I would love to see the two Will Rikers to do that, like, fusion gross fucking thing and then explode. <laughs> oh, man, that's the coolest part of that whole movie. That movie it stinks, is. but... That movie is a pooper, but it is really neat what happens at the end. Also, VR porn. They envisioned that, and now it's, like, a real thing. It's true. It was always gonna be a real thing. I feel like yeah. it was an inevitability. Yeah. So, there's <laughs> new and exciting ways to get your rocks off. That's big business. <laughs> Uh, so Riker decides they're going to go down ahead of schedule because the phase window is opening up earlier. So sure. Riker, Worf, Data, and some fucking person <laughs> beam down to the to the outpost, and they start picking up all these like they see all these signs that somebody has been there, and they're like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, it's crazy, right? You can only come to this planet every eight years, and somebody's here. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, the Who guy shows it? up. Everybody's got their guns pointed at him, all their pistoleros pointed <laughs> at him. And he walks through the door, and it's he's fucking ragged-ass Will Riker? He's not brushed his teeth in eight years, Will Riker. <laughs> Jesus, he's still got all of them somehow. But <laughs> I guess they're really healthy teeth in the future. Uh, they probably coat them with some sort of like anti-cavity, never-get-cavity oh, yeah, for thing. sure. Uh, A fun fact about the costuming in this episode, uh, the derelict Will Riker, who will be Tom Riker, is wearing a cut-up Season 1 Starfleet uniform. It's cool. Which, it's a great little nod to continuity. Good good touch. It's a great, yeah, smart. It's like a halter top version that he's wearing another shirt. He should have had, he should have been in the scant. That That would have been great. If he's wearing the, the gold scant. It made me wonder what was Riker's job before he became... I guess he, he was security, I would assume. He's a security guy. Maybe, yeah. Because he's gold, right? They're, yeah, they're gold. so it's either like security, communications, or engineering. And I, don't I don't think he was engineering, yeah. No. 
And because he's not command at this point, which is strange because there are command ensigns. There are, and he probably started out as an as a, a red ensign. Like I think every ensign who's a pilot is red. Yeah, so and then you there's just like, like a track that you get trained yeah. on. So I've always wondered. This is a tangent, but I've always wondered what the fuck do you do as a command ensign? I guess you just do like just whatever's fly. need to be done. Ensigns just fly. Like in the navy, there's pilots. So I think you just fly. There's and, only like, one seat on the ship that flies and you only need like maybe like five to ten people to ever do that yeah maybe maybe you just sort of like it's like college where they're just like what do you want to do and then like you kind of like make yourself useful i guess it's it's like an internship i imagine where like you do whatever is necessary to get done and then they see like what you're good at and then they kind of like i would imagine he was security right like he's like yar like he's like a tasha yar yeah, and he he does have all these like special like Riker maneuvers for like ship to ship combat. Yeah, that screams security officer. Yeah, or tactical or yeah. some shit like that. Security and tactical are one and the same at this time, baby. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because Worf is like pulling double duty. He's also the communications officer, which I always found strange. But that's <laughs> I like when he gets to be the second in command or second officer for like two minutes, and he sucks at it. Yeah, he's like a complete <laughs> asshole about it. <laughs> and Data has to dress Data. him down. <laughs> oh, I was talking about when Data gets blown up, or they think he gets blown up. And Fajo, oh, yeah. remember that? That's a good episode. That's a pretty good episode. We'll have to what watch episode? That at some point. What would that collection be? The uh, Data fake, gets blowed up collection. Fake your death episode. Fake death. Disney death episode. I, I wonder. Know. I wonder how many episodes where somebody fakes their death. I bet that happens fairly. Picard often. does right. He uh, he like. Well, he doesn't fake his death. He gets like sent away. Right. Yeah. Well, Kirk fakes his death. During yeah. the um, the Pond Far battle, the Kalatuta That's theme. right. Oh, that would be great. Um, Is there a mating classic. ritual episodes? <laughs> uh, well, I guess it would all be the Pond Far. <laughs> all the Pond Far ones. <laughs> Except that we could finally watch the episode with K-Lair. The oh, yeah. Worf and K-Lair fuck episode. Oh, yeah. The cl- oh, man. That's a good K-Lar? one. I think it's K-Lar. Uh, Worf and whatever. K-Lar. Her she, name is spelled fucked. She can call me whatever. <laughs> that actress, Susie Plaxon, is yeah. every character she plays does it for me. Well, she's like 65 feet tall. She's yeah. huge. I'm still taller. Damn it. It's the only thing I got, Susie Plaxon. Don't take it from me. <laughs> but uh, they're like, who the fuck are you? And he's like, well, I'm Will Riker. And Riker's like, nuh-uh. I'm Will Riker. I'm Will, Will Riker. And then there's like five minutes of them doing that back and forth and no one can stop them. Yeah. It's a bold the, decision for this episode. The director really took a took a <laughs> chance on that one. And then eventually <laughs> people Burton. behind the camera start going, please stop them, LeVar. Le- and LeVar's like, let's see where this goes. <laughs> Keep rolling. Keep rolling on one on one Riker yelling at nobody. We'll edit this later to fix this. <laughs> the lunch bell rings. Don't move, everybody. Everybody, stay, stay where you are. We have to are. finish this. I'm Will Riker. Nuh-uh. And he and he runs over and he pretends he's he changes. <laughs> wow. He just keeps incredible. running back and forth, going, "I'm Will Riker. No, I am. I'm Will Riker. It's me." Blah! He just talks baby talk at one point, and you're like, wow. 
This is the unedited version, only available on Netflix. This is DVD version. Uh, however, it turns out when the Potemkin beamed everybody out, Will Riker was the last one to be beamed out. And the signal beam couldn't lock on him. So Transporter he got bullshit. sent he got sent back to the planet's surface due to the interference. So the transporter is a cloner under cer- certain circumstances. It's true. Under if you go to a planet that has an ionization field that lasts for eight fucking years. Yeah, I guess it reflects <laughs> some of it down, but like the redundancy. See, like that's where it's crazy. So like, oh man, is it? I mean, I guess it's like just like wasn't sure, so it it's like a failsafe. Yeah, right? it it does. Lend, lend credence to that fucking I, the, the uh, theory that I absolutely hate that, that the, it clones you yeah. that it just clones you and kills the old no nah, that's stupid it's the prestige theory where it, yeah, yeah. that's dumb that's well, not what it I is. hate that one but it's it's, it's very yeah, it's much hated. that like will will Riker the one we know is the real Riker there's a lot of confusion about that in this episode because everybody's right. the whole idea is that he's supposed to be just as real as our will. But he's not right. really, when you think about it. He's an accident that happened with a with a transporter beam. Yeah, he's lived a whole different eight-year timeline. Like, it's... Yeah, like... T- t- <laughs> I, that's, like, semantics. Like, that's, like, being like, well, the one on the ground is real. It's like, no, they're, bo- they're both real, but this one just didn't live the lifetime that uh, the real one did, that the, the regular Will Prime... <laughs> We'll just, we'll just say Will. Will and, Will and Tom. Yeah, Will and Tom. Tom is like... I don't... Tom having all the memories and feelings and shit of Will is where the this, like, transporter cloning thing sort of breaks down. Yeah. Like, how would it transfer... I guess it has to transfer all your memories and shit. Yeah, that's like the you. remarkable thing. That's like the Heisenberg uncertainty principle, right? Like, basically, when he used the second beam to try to lock on to his pattern, it duplicated his pattern. So yeah, we don't mine... know which of the patterns is the original Will Riker and which isn't. Well, they both are. I would See, how yeah. I think of it is, like, one pattern gets split. Like, so the pattern goes up, the ship transporter doesn't know if it's completing the pattern cycle so it 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 fail safes and beams the pattern back down again while it's being beamed up so it splits yeah, it that's how i sort of think of it i definitely think of it as cloning they they yeah. very much explain that it's not cloning but it's the only thing that makes sense to me is that the pattern was duplicated and yeah it is very much a split of one pattern into two patterns, which brings up a lot of questions about what the transporter is capable of under certain circumstances. That's what I mean. Like, under certain circumstances, this thing is, like, a fucking... It's, like, horrible. <laughs> it's, yeah. like, terrifying. Like, under certain circumstances, you could create an army of perfect yeah. soldiers. You, you get, could, like, you, you get time people. cop in that bitch, right? And yeah, you man. keep beaming him back up and down from this planet... You have an army of time cops. Yeah, you have fucking, like, an infinite source of power, right? The a- a matter-antimatter engine, which is, like, insanely powerful. So you just keep doing it. Just keep doing it over and over again. Yeah. You just get Jean-Claude down there, and you're fucking planet full of Jean-Claude's. Oh, my God. He that is ready horrible. to spin kick and... <laughs> Do splits. Splits on every car in all the universe. Kick that tree over and over again like a <laughs> blood sport. 
He's he's ready to guile all over the place. Oh every, my god! A planet full of guiles. I forgot about that movie. <laughs> movie sucks. Yeah, the, I saw the movie. Although theater. M Bison is worth watching that movie. Raul Julia yeah. as M Bison is worth watching that movie. He really for. he really was like, this is it. I'm going out on top. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna just chew the scenery as hard as I can. There's not even gonna be any left when I'm done. Raul Julia, man, like that dude was gr- he was everywhere. He was for two years. He was yeah. everywhere. He's. When I think of Gomez Adams, I don't think I, of the old yeah, show. I, I think, think of him. him. Yeah, he's the best one. Because he was fucking amazing. Anyway, so you got two Rikers, and they're going to send Tom Riker back for Dr. Crusher to check him out. To, uh, you know, figure out his identity. And count Crusher finds out. To cut him in half and count his rings. And they make ca- sure she kind of does that. She's like, you broke your arm. And he's like, yeah, some rocks fell on it. <laughs> And you're like, cool yeah, story, Tom. I was fucking Tom. pumping iron real hard, and it broke. Uh, it was jerking off real super hard because I was lonely as fuck down oh, there. So. Man, that's sad. <laughs> uh, in sick bay, Crusher is doing all of her tests. She figures out that, like, on a genetic level, on a cellular level, he is completely indistinguishable from Will Riker. That's they are terrifying. the same being. Yeah, and she says she mentions there's no genetic drift, which is like cellular degeneration in clones. Yeah, that's like which I guess is still a problem in this far in the future. I guess, man. I don't know. Maybe they can tell it happens, and that's how they know. I don't know. I mean, because I would assume it's illegal as fuck to clone people, right? Oh like, yeah. I imagine genetic people. drift is like such a minuscule thing at this point that like. I don't even think, like, we have that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, like, we could just clone things that were, like, pretty good. Right? You can clone animals. Yeah, they there clone are Dolly. laws against cloning humans. Yeah, some people have those rules. I'm not sure that, like, China does. No, there are definitely places on Earth you could clone yeah. a you if you really wanted to. Yeah, China's like, whatever. Fuck it. You got the coin. Because you, you have wares. <laughs> Do you um, want clone? She's like, uh, the brain patterns are almost identical as well, and those can't be cloned. They're determined by experience. Okay. There we go. They even share the same childhood memories and experience. Ugh. Which sucks. is fucking crazy. And Tom Riker's like, I am Will Riker. And they're all like, mm. yeah, whatever, evil clone. I've seen this before. <laughs> I've got the... I've got the hollow vids of what happened to Kirk. I know what's yeah. going on here. Are you a Burke, Tom? But there's a, there's a moment where the first time I remember watching this episode, I remember getting really freaked out at this moment because I was really young. Yeah. But he go, he says, I don't know who or what beamed back to the Potemkin that day, but it wasn't Will Riker. He's, it's already like we're off to a bad start, right? And like, like when I watched it the first time, I was like, "Oh my god, is Will Riker a space monster the whole well, time?" You get the feeling, like, like at the toward the end of the episode, like that some shit might be going down. You're like, "This dude's gonna fucking murder this. This he's gonna murder Will." Right? They they do seem like they're getting to the point where they're gonna fist fight towards the end of the at episode. At least, at least fist fight. Yeah. Like the on any other show. There would have been this moment where Tom Riker is about to fall into the hole and Will Riker hesitates to save him. And then he does. And then, and then he like, does. Oh. But instead he just goes ahead and does it because he's a good guy. The Harry Potter uh, 4, when he like thinks about saving, uh, what's his name? 
Oh, uh, Draco? No, the, the Snake? Con- my, uh, Robert Pattinson. Cecil. C- Cedric. Cedric, yeah. Cecil. Cecil. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, Happy Harry! And then, like, he, like, kind of hesitates, and then he, like, does the, uh, whatever, reducto, and it gets yeah. those vines off of him. Too bad Cedric gets fucking killed. Take my body back, Harry. <laughs> the fucking, uh, the wildest thing is, like, I think that's one of, if not the only Hufflepuff in all of the movies. There's he one just in, gets murdered. There's one in the first one, Susan something. She's, like, some, just nobody. I feel but bad like, for Hufflepuffs, because it really was, like, you can tell. Yeah. Like, J.K. Rowling was like, oh, I got these three cool houses, but I need a fourth one to balance it. Yeah, you get, like, the mages, which are uh, Ravenwood. Ravenclaw, like the smart people. Yeah, they're they're like like the... Studious folk. Yeah, I always thought of them as being the more, like, uh, book-learned wizards, right? And then the warrior wizards, like the virtuous knight wizards is Gryffindor. You got your Gryffindor, which I am. Dark wizards is Slytherin. Do you know which of those houses you are? Like, which one? I don't know. I would... I don't know. What do you think I would be? Because I got... Like, there's a test you can take. Like, the Pottermore yeah, I did, test. Yeah, I did the Pottermore. I was Gryffindor when I yeah, did Yeah, I was Gryffindor. I would put you in Gryffindor. Oh, that's good. I, I'm more of a... Uh, what's his name? His godfather. Like, I probably shouldn't be like in Gryffindor. James Potter? No. Or no, the, fucking the, uh, Sirius Black. Sirius Black, yeah. Yeah, yeah Sirius more, Black was a Gryffindor. Yeah, he was. You have to be, like, a fucking monster to be a Slytherin. Yeah, you're, like, a straight-up prick fuck. I feel bad, because there are a lot of people who get Slytherin, because Slytherin is supposed to be people who are, like, super motivated. Like, that's what Slytherin is. Yeah, like, selfish pricks? (laughs) Well, sometimes, but, like, it's people who are driven to succeed. That's what Slytherin's Mm. supposed to be. In practice, it's mostly just a bunch of wizard racists. Yeah, they're just wizard <laughs> supremacists, is what they are. That's all it is. And the so, I don't J.K. Rowling all the time is like, all oh, the Slytherin aren't bad people. Like you guys are judging them based on a few bad ones, but all yeah. the bad ones are Slytherin. Where'd you right? There's fine people on both houses, right? The only, <laughs> the only bad guy who isn't a Slytherin is a Gryffindor and he's the rat guy who's just a big bitch and he just yeah. does whatever bad guys tell him to do. Yeah, but he's yeah, he's he sucks. He Fuck stinks. Him. It's true. He's, anyway, this is the Harry Potter cast. Now you know. If you haven't ever seen them, now you know all about them. You know all the houses. <laughs> Gryffindor! Ten points to Gryffindor! I wore the sorting hat to Medieval Times one time. They didn't like that, did they? No, they didn't think it was funny. <laughs> I thought it was funny. Dude, I want a replica of the Sword of Gryffindor. It's real little, though. Yeah, that's it's real little when Harry has it. It looks like a little fucking like, is it, box cutter. Is it, yeah, is it like the <laughs> lion's sword? Does it grow? Does it, it change grows, shape? It apparently grows depending on who's holding who's it. Holding it in yeah. the last movie, fucking... It's bigger. Uh, uh, ne- Neville, Neville has yeah. it, and it's like a, a regular size long it looks, sword. Looks like a sword, yeah. And he yeah. cuts the snake's fucking head off with it because it's yep. awesome. He's the one, right? Because it's like the thing is like it could be him or Harry, but it's yeah. actually both of them. Yeah. It's both of them. It's Neville's cool. the true hero at the yep. end of the day, and he's yep. the only one who grew up to be attractive besides Hermione. <laughs> what about Jenny? Uh, I haven't seen her as an adult. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. She's redheaded, so she's probably fine. Anyway, 
Josh is like a redhead supremacist. Maybe you do belong in Slither. <laughs> I don't want to like get rid of the other hair colors. <laughs> I think they're fine. I just like redheads. Um, yeah, there's a difference. I think I feel like there's a fine line that you're a on the good side line? of. If I start being like, oh brownies, then you can start to. <laughs> Get worried. Then you're gonna be like, all they're right. all like evil fucking goblins, brownies. brownies. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, uh, Tom Riker is not a clone. He's not like a transporter clone or a evil monster clone. It's he. Yeah. He has all the same rights and thoughts and feelings as Will Riker. So of course they hate each other's guts. Yeah, it's very. Uh, I mean, I like wrote a bunch of notes. Like, it's obviously like this is like your worst nightmare, right? Like, if you would meet yourself, it's like you, you like you said earlier, Jeff. Like, you'd you'd only see the worst parts of you, and you yeah. hate yourself. And think of it this way, people who like themselves. If you exist, if you're listening to this podcast, if you <laughs> like yourself, how do you feel about yourself eight years ago? Right. Exactly. That's a great way to think about it. Think of all the stupid shit you put on Facebook eight years ago, and that's the person you'd have to meet. Like, you're face-to-face with what you've tried to grow from yeah. and become better than. It and sucks. It's staring you right in the face, and you know... And it's no hitting on your ex-girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> like, hard. No matter how much you've grown as a person, you know all that shitty part, that shitty part of you is still in there, and there's no way to get rid of it. Like, it's always going to be there. Right. And now you're confronted with that shit. You're forced to look at it again. Ugh. That would suck, dude. It would be the worst. I would fucking hate myself. And Will hates Will. It's true. Yeah. But uh, they basically figure out what we've already explained, that the transporter chief used two containment beams which duplicated or split the pattern, Will Riker's pattern. So it maintained integrity because of the weird distortion field around the planet. So you got two Will Rikers. And shit is fucked because how are you going to have two Will Rikers? What are we going to do? They basically just are like, do you want a job? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I guess you're still in Starfleet. Yeah, right? you're still like so. enlisted, right? You're in it still. You don't you don't get like a, I don't know. Like I feel like, I feel like if it wasn't Starfleet though, they would be like, yeah, why don't you take some time off? You know? Oh yeah. I mean, they give him the option, which is like it shouldn't be. In they his shouldn't hands. even give him the option. Yeah, they should just be like, you're not, you can't. But they pretty much hand wave it away, and they're like, it's like your twin. You have yeah, a twin, it's more. Though. It's more like that. Yeah, because they've had different life experiences over the last eight years. Yeah, uh, Tom Rikers has apparently not been as traumatizing as it sounds. Because he's all right. He's not insane. Yeah, he's he's dealt with it pretty well. <laughs> yeah, I don't know a lot how is the warm. thing. Like, I like being alone as much as any introvert who spends though. all their time alone. Yeah, not on that planet. That would suck. Yeah, though. but not with nothing to do. What did he even do all that time? He probably there's probably computers. He probably watched like fucking Step by Step, it's Family Matters, Perfect Strangers. <laughs> I mean, he probably did, but he probably watched them like binged them like the first night he was there. That's true. You run out of ABC Friday shows. Yeah, every really fast Friday on Nelvar Four. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, they, uh, Will Riker, who's really trying to change the subject, you could tell he's very uncomfortable about all yeah. of this. 
uh, points out that they still have to get the database from Nelvana 6 or whatever. It's important still. And the, later, the captain's like, I think it's worthwhile to go do this. and Which is, like, really weird, because it's like... Yeah, it's worthwhile to put everyone's lives in danger for some data now, from a planet. Does this have to do with the Prometheus and the cloaking and shit? Is that what that I has don't, to do I with? I don't think that's brought up. Because this is the Potemkin. It's, like, a different ship. Oh, it's not the... Then. Yeah... I, I always got the feeling like this had something to do with that. Like that. This I mean, was it might have. That might be secret. why the information was so important. Yeah. Like I feel like that's why, right? And maybe that's just my like fan can't fan canon. Fanon. My fanon getting in the way because I like it's super important. But like, who cares about this fucking planet? Like this planet's stupid. You, you can only go to it every eight years. Yeah, what a who, shitty plan. What are you even going to use it for? But like, I think it might have something to do with like the field is like how they use. To make, because they make the cloaking device that goes in the things, right? That like yeah. phase cloak, right? I, I mean, think it maybe. has something to do with. I think it has something to do with the atmosphere of this place. That's, that's full on fanon, but I agree with it. Yeah, that's my fanon. That's bullshit, but I believe it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is 2019, Jeff. <laughs> but uh, they're like, yeah, Lieutenant Riker pretty much tore that place apart so that he could survive down there. Oh, so like, it's going to be hard to put it, it back together. Yeah. And Picard's like, oh, I'll take him with you. Great idea. This is Picard's really cavalier this episode. He's like, whatever. He's like, I just want my two sons to be happy. Get that information down there, idiots. I don't <laughs> care what happens or who dies. <laughs> Get it. <laughs> Do it. That's Catherine. Crusher, who is not the ship's counselor, is the only one who's like, he's been alone on that planet for eight years. Yeah. Like, maybe we should give him some time to adjust. And yeah. Lieutenant Troy, or Counselor commander. Troy, she's a commander. She's not a commander at this point. She's Lieutenant Commander Troy. No, doesn't she have three in it? She oh, takes, yeah, she is commander. It's she takes the, the episode where she becomes commander. She passed the test. The test yeah. is you can't win. So, <laughs> Counselor Troy, who is the counselor on the ship, the ship psychiatrist, is like, I'll go talk to him and get him to do it. Yeah. Good idea. <laughs> Crusher looks at her like, you've been an asshole this whole episode. What is up? But she doesn't yeah. say anything. Plus, like, you're probably going to, like, fuck him, and that's going to be horrible. <laughs> she's real into it later. She's like, hey, you get that dick? <laughs> that's right. She's sort of like, she's like a fucking high school kid. She's yeah. like, oh, see you later. He's like, hey, Deanna, what that dick do? Don't finger each other too much. <laughs> Unless you want to wink. <laughs> Bye. But Can I just say, I don't want to, like, beat this dead redhead with a stick, but her hair is immaculate in this episode. I don't care. I don't know if it's a wig or what. It isn't a wig at this point. Okay, because it looks they, great. Like, Crusher is does it for me. Like, I, Crusher's great. She's super hot. I don't disagree. <laughs> um, Tom Riker goes to see uh, Troy, or Troy goes to see her. And him, anyway. And he just starts immediately, like, slobbering on her and hugging yeah, her. Yeah, because when he got left, they weren't separated yet. Yeah, he doesn't know what's happened in eight years at this point, though. Yeah, you think he'd be he'd a little have, bit more hesitant about it. He probably should go in with, like, maybe a little more caution. Just not, like, being all horn-dogged up. But he's, like, he hasn't seen anybody in eight years, and then he sees the woman he loves. I can't blame him that much. Yeah, he sees the woman I love, too. The uniform, the hair, the makeup. Dude. Ugh. Yeah. Like, Is there a hotter Troy than, like, the no. uniform Troy? That's an incredible... Like, what? The they thing really is, fucked like, her, up with... her sexy outfits do nothing, nothing for me. Right. Her in this nothing. uniform yes. looks great. 
Yeah, she looks. She looks awesome. professional. She looks in charge. Yeah. She looks sexy. Yep. She looks great. Yep, I agree. And for some reason, they kept her out of this outfit for fucking like five seasons. This is the outfit that she should just have always been in. Yeah. <laughs> like it's the simplest outfit. Give her the fucking uniform. But they they had to make her hyper sexualized, but yeah. it just didn't work. Nope. Well, because it was like 1987. Yeah, they like put her in a jumpsuit. Let's make her look like she's from 1987, which uh, in the future will look terrible. Yeah, it all comes back. <laughs> Everything comes back around, right? No, no, that's stuff never. That look, oh my god, she's, you, it's like, already coming back. back I think. No, it's already coming back. <laughs> I don't mind like the the red maroon outfit with that like V. That's okay. That's, that's all right. Yeah, her it's her hair looks really good in this episode the hair, as well, which yeah, does a curls. lot. I know. They don't know what the fuck to do with her hair in most of the show. They're just like, I don't know. Yeah. They didn't have very good hair, people. They figured it out at this point. Um, the... Oh, <laughs> immediately, she's like, oh, we need to fucking talk, dude. It's yeah. been eight years. And yeah. she tells the whole story about how her and Will Riker were supposed to meet, and he didn't show up because he got promoted. Yeah. And uh, Tom is really pissed off that he got promoted. Because in Tom's mind, he doesn't say it. <laughs> but the acting makes it 100% obvious that Tom is like, he got promoted because of my work. I'm the one who right. got everyone off the Potemkin, he's, and yet he's promoted. Right. He got the better hand, and that comes oh, up yeah, later. Oh, yeah, he does bring that up later. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, the he sh- the meeting didn't happen on Riza. They didn't fuck Mary. <laughs> you gotta have sex while being married on Riza. Is that how it works? It's the law. Uh, are you, you sure? You have to have sex when you get divorced on Riza as well. Yeah, everything so. is sex. Everything. Oh, breakfast? Oh, sex. You have to have sex. Uh, pay your bill for the hotel? Sex. Troy pretty much says that, like... They worked together for six years and nothing ever went back to the way it was. They're done, which is not true, of course. We know they get married in the movies, but yeah, uh, a lot of people say that was out of nowhere. And there are people who were like real on board with like the Wharf Troy thing, which came out of fucking nowhere. I, I think it's fine that Riker and her. That's, that's yeah. fine. Whatever. I don't care. Like I think that's fine. Their like, relationship, ship they're basically just married the whole time anyway. <laughs> like they're Pretty just, much. They're just together. Like they're just married and fuck other people. Yeah. They're in an open relationship. Yeah, it's like whatever. They're just yeah. They're always talking to each other like married people. Like it's they're fucking married. It's uh I'm not a shipper is the thing. I don't really care. Yeah, I don't I don't care about that. Like shit I don't either. really get into like fictional relationships in the same way a lot of people do, and it's I'm fine not if em- you do. Yeah, I'm not emotionally invested in most of that stuff. Like, it services the story where it needs to service the story, and that's good. Yeah. But uh, I'm not really pulling for it as hard as I can, you know? Yeah, and Star Trek especially, too, it's, like, super not that important. Yeah, it's very secondary in Al- Star Trek. Also, because it's, like, the thing that we always talk about, like, this, like, crazy sexual revolution happened, so, like, people don't even really care anymore. Yeah, you can do whatever you want. It's yeah. fine. They're just like, whatever. Just, okay. <laughs> They're not ruled uh, by that anymore. Tom Riker does a little emotional manipulation in this scene. Yeah. Which totally works. Yeah. Like, he's like, when I was alone down on that station, suffering, alone, I lonely looked, and alone. When I was alone, <laughs> I looked up at the lonely sky. <laughs> 
It's like, I was so alone and it hurt so bad and all I could think about was you and you kept me alive. Being with you again is what kept me alive. Yeah. And Troy's like, well, uh, I gotta go. So, guess I and can't he's like, well, not wait. fuck this guy. <laughs> he's like, well, wait, I want you to know that my feelings haven't changed. And oh, I'm not going to give up on being That was you. not made clear. Thank you. And Troy's like, I still got to go. Bye. <laughs> I hear my chocolate cake calling. Yeah, I got to go replicate at least 30 chocolate cakes. <laughs> that are one. also better for you than like a regular meal for some yeah. reason. You can put all the nutrients you want in chocolate cake. Fuck yeah. What a great future. Fuck, dude. Let's anyway. go. There's a weird moment in this part of the episode that I didn't particularly understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, Riker and his away team with Worf and Data are um, standing on the transporter, and they're like, where the fuck is L- Lieutenant Riker? He's, He's late. late. He's supposed to be here. Why would he be like this? Why would he be late? Yeah, the, the, I felt like they were going to give an explanation. Like, you can infer, I, like, he's been yeah. down on the planet for eight years by himself. He's never had to be on a schedule that whole time. It feels like, I know you're saying, like, I think they're trying to play it, like, as if, like, he's still young and an irresp- Like, that's like a young person thing, being late, right? Sure. I get well, Some people are just always late, but uh, like I a, feel like, like there was... Zadorf thing? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Coit, <laughs> <laughs> I know you're listening to this. Mike's late all the time, right? I can hear you saying yes from California. Uh, I, but it feels like there was another scene that was there, and they, they, they deleted it or something. It feels weird, but I think it's it, just... It's, it's like the first time his, like... There's any repercussions from his time on the planet and the way he yeah. acts, and it's very abrupt, and then it's over very quickly. It's just, yeah, it's just fit in on a weird... It's, like, paced weird on the show. Yes. And, yeah. um... They, they don't really like each other when they get down when they're headed down to the planet and like will yells at tom and he's like i'm the dominant riker i'm the man yeah i'm the alpha riker you're the beta riker you bitch you beta bitch and he slaps him with his dick right across the face oh man the tom riker says thank you sir may i have another his big 13 incher (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's too that's too big right ladies are wrong i don't know i mean i do fellas know. i mean i do know <laughs> right fellas <I> fellas <laughs> your girlfriend <laughs> got that dick <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> tell her to shake it shake what? it shake that healthy dick <laughs> girlfriend got dick <laughs> baby got dong <laughs> Why aren't we writing the version of I don't know. It's a great song. I'm real well, into this one. I think Vita, Vita Zen is going to do a version of it. <laughs> don't tell him to do that. He He's will. He's going to do it. It's a good, it's a good point. We're going to take a break. But uh, you might notice a cool tune by Vita Zen during this break. Last time we were just joking around about somebody doing a cover of the Night Court theme. And our joke became reality. So please enjoy... Night Court theme, metal version by Vitizen.
Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Hopefully you enjoyed that beautiful rendition of the Night Court theme from friend oh of the show, God. Vitizen. Thank you I've got a raging 13-incher. <laughs> <laughs> I've run out of blood for the rest of my body. I'm fainting now. Goodbye. <laughs> I hear that I'm really good at sex, but I wasn't awake for any of it. So. <laughs> <laughs> what a shitty superpower. <laughs> Well, welcome back to the show. When we last left our heroes, Riker and Riker, <laughs> they were uh, beaming down to uh, the leftover, like, I don't even know what the fuck it is, like, research Base. center yeah, left on the planet. Science class. <laughs> and uh, they yelled at each other, and nobody liked each other, and they went back to the ship. Yeah. Uh, back on the ship, Troy goes to her quarters and, uh, to have some nice tea. But yeah. she finds a uh, creepy stalker letter. Oh, it's like a what do they call? What is it? What's it called? It's a scavenger scavenger hunt. hunt. Yeah. yeah. Meet me in transporter room three. She goes there. There's a flower with another message. It's fucking got a riddle in it. And she goes to the inmate nothing, engineering. Nothing says I love you more than like here's some Rube Goldberg esque work yeah. I have for you. Is Tom Riker the Riddler? Is that what I'm supposed to get from this? This is super riddle. It's like uh, it's like fucking Die Hard three. <laughs> He's got to solve the equation on the on the fountain real quick so the bomb doesn't go off. She finds a piece of chocolate on the fucking like dilithium crystal chamber in main yeah, engineering. Probably good. That's probably good to eat. And she eats this like. It's full of radiations that we don't even understand. At oh this my point. god, it's like fucking gamma radiation. Like the deadliest radiation. She turns into the Hulk you. immediately after She's eating. She Hulk, yeah. Uh, but basically, it tells her to go to 10 forward. He could have just left a note that said, Meet me in 10 forward. Yeah, how big the ship is, man. This would fucking suck. This is like an hour later when she finds this. I would be like, This sucks. You know what would have been even funnier is if it's like instructed her to go back to her room at that point. That would be great. And he was and just he sitting was like, there the whole time. What's up? <laughs> uh, but she finds like a piece of metal, like a like a piece of the wall maybe, that has an mm-hmm. engraving of a waterfall in it. The last place that she and Riker boned near. Oh yeah, so he drew it on the thing. Yeah, I might have. I don't remember that. I think I was used like a phaser beam to do it, which is fucking wild. That seems like a waste. And it's <laughs> like, can can Will Riker do this, or is this something that like Tom yeah. learned while he was there? Can you set it to like waterfall, and then it just like laser prints the waterfall? <laughs> yeah, now like he, had to, like, he had to etch it. He etched using. A phaser, which is crazy. Can you look at it when it's doing? I don't think you can look at that, right? That's like welding. Know. Maybe he had a welder's mask. You'll get, know. you'll get welder's eye or whatever. Like Look. etchings are always like really cool, like because it's done with like chemicals. It's like chemical etching. Yeah, like acid. Yeah, you like basically lay out the specific shapes you want. Like in little divots with a tool, and it leaves behind a residue that the acid corrodes through. Oh, and it's really cool to watch happen. But he did it with a he, fucking, he did it with a fucking gun, super weapon. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he he basically like taught. They had this conversation about how like if if I would have been there, I would have gone to Riza. Yeah, and I thought you made 
maybe you had a memorial service for me, but you didn't because you didn't know I was dead. But I thought of you a lot, and I thought maybe you could feel me out there in space. Yeah, because she's empathic. And Troy's like, oh, I was thinking about Will Riker a lot, and yeah. I sometimes felt that I could feel him looking at the same star, too. And Tom Riker's yeah. like, that's me, too. Uh, who, like, which one was it? <laughs> she felt one of them. That counts for both of them, right? It doesn't matter at this point, huh? Like, Tom Riker is looking for any in he can get at this point, right? He's like, horned up, man. He's been, it's been eight damn years. He's, he's been fucking like metal down there. He's like, I've been alone for eight years. Please, dear God, take me back. I've been just, waiting for you this whole time. Just go to the holodeck, man. Just fucking go. Get he, in there. He wants to be with his true love, uh, yeah. who is completely over him, but he emotionally manipulates her yeah, into he being into, her into loving her, which is the <laughs> ultimate love. Love me. Nothing. Nothing makes love last longer than guilt. Right? Yeah, it's like a prison for your heart. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, they basically fall in love with each other, right? Again. Sure. And meanwhile, Will Riker goes to Picard's ready room. Yeah. And he's like, uh, Picard's like, hey, the other Riker gave me this cool plan. Why aren't you doing that? And yeah. Real Will, or Rill, as his name might be <laughs> oh called. Rill and uh, Phil. With an F. <laughs> Fake Will. We're like halfway through the episode or more, and we're already giving him a nickname. <laughs> they already have different names. Yeah. Well, not really yet, but we're they not, do. We're just going to keep calling him Tom and Will. But yeah. Will go is like, oh, well, Tom's plan is like way too risky because like the place could cave in on us. Yeah. Picard's like, well, he said he knows what he's doing, and it's really important information, so fuck your safety. Yeah, we totally... That's why this makes me think, like, it's something about that shit, right? Because, like, th why would you... What do you need? Like, what could you need from this place? What's it, there? It makes sense that if it it's, has something to do with the cloaking device, because you don't want that information falling you, into the wrong You can't hands. leave it there. If it's the cloaking device, yeah. it has to be saved. And that makes sense for Picard to think the information is important enough to yeah. risk his first officer and an away team's lives. right. right. Uh, I don't know. I even just feel more like that's so, what it like, is. there's a chance that they can get the information without going into the underdark, right? <laughs> the underdark. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Picard is like, "No, this information go is so it. important. Yeah, go get it. That you have to go into the ratways and fucking <laughs> find it in Riften." <laughs> um, Riker like storms down to engineering and finds Tom, yeah. and he's like, "You fucking." Bitch! You went, you went over, over my, my head. head. Oh yeah. my god, Josh. We're the same guy. We, we say the same things. Oh my we god. We got a transporter accident, and <laughs> some of, one of us got left in Philly, and the other one got left in Pittsburgh. I don't know. It is it is a transporter accident that made us. We don't know who the real Jami is. We fucking <laughs> split from Jami and became Jami Piccolo and Jami. Oh man, this is a deep cut. <laughs> Jicolo? I don't know. <laughs> Sounds uh, worse. It really does. But some, we split from Jami and became Jeff and Josh. Uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, l like Tom is like you wouldn't fucking hear me out though, dude. Yeah, and 
Will is. And like, he just says to Picard, like, even Will, when he was talking to Picard, it's like, I, I also think it's a good idea. Like, yeah, he kind of admits he's, it. He's like, he I think it's the only way it's this work. guy, dude. <laughs> yeah, he's just, giving, he's just riding him, man. It's. Yeah, he's like, look, I, I disagree with Picard's decision, but he's my commanding officer, so I follow Which isn't his even orders. the truth. It was, he was sort of like, yeah, let's do it, whatever. Yeah. He just he's said like, it. I'm your commanding officer, so you follow my orders, or there's no place for you in my away team. Yeah, and Tom Riker's like, "Yes, sir, Commander Asshole." <laughs> <laughs> Riker's, Fuck, he got him. Riker's like, "Oh well, make sure you come to the meeting to draw up the mission plans, you small dick bitch." That's right, I know. Yeah, your dick's only eleven inches. <laughs> it's like a baby's dick. Uh, so we meet <laughs> Troy and Crusher. Who are working out, but not in their sexy they're 80s. They're doing the Mokbara or whatever. Mokbara. Yeah, they're not in their sexy 80s workout uniforms. They're Jane Fonda gear this time. They're in their Tai Chi outfits. And uh, they're like, Crusher's like, hey, Troy, what that dick do? Yeah. And she's like, oh my god, Crusher. And she's like, I'm just asking. Yeah. How many inches we talking? 13? 20? <laughs> Two? Um, six? <laughs> Uh, Tom Riker walks in and starts doing some of the most awkward stretching I've ever seen on television, which is saying <laughs> something. He's like really peacocking hard at this point, and it's like, wow, subtle. There's two yeah. attractive ladies in here doing mock barra, and you're just like, oh, whoops, my bad. Didn't know you ladies were doing mock barra. <laughs> uh, I don't mean to be flexing my pecs so hard. Yeah. Hold on, let me uh, undo my top button here. My <laughs> muscles are too big. Um. Crusher dips. She's like, "Get that dick, Troy." Bye. Wink. I'll be I'll be in uh, sick bay waiting for with you for with those two Plan B pills. You're gonna need. <laughs> uh, that road trip when the, in the beginning of road trip he's having that nightmare about his girlfriend fucking somebody else at college and she says, "I'm gonna need to take two birth control pills." <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking great. <laughs> oh my god, I haven't thought of that movie. That movie time. is that's like a what a god, oh my god, like 2000, 2001. I think it was 2000. Yeah. Uh anyway, Riker does some dumb shit and then they fucking mack hard. They start yeah. making out on the floor. They're just grinding all fucking like dry hump style. There's a great moment that says a lot from a, a sexual psychology standpoint. I'm sure Troy would back me up on this. Oh, okay. Where Troy is on top of him, macking on him hard, and he immediately rolls her over so he's on top. Yeah. Immediately. He doesn't even give her, like, a second. He can't stand to be on the bottom. He's gotta be the thruster, not the thrusty. Yeah. I mean, you've been on a planet for eight years. You take what you can get, dude. Eh. Dude, you take whatever thrust you can get. This is rocket science. Yeah. <laughs> Gravity and such. Uh, I, I don't know if this is supposed to imply that they fuck there on the mock bar chamber or not. Fuck. <laughs> I think they... I mean, right? Like, it's TV rules, so they fuck, Yeah, it, right? it, like, fades out, and then the next day, Troy is talking to, like, Will. She comes up to Will, and Will's like, you don't have to ask my permission to be with him. Yeah, yeah, I was knows. spying on you the whole time I jerked off to it, too. Because it's kind of like me fucking you. Yeah, which, it's like, like watching whatever. a video of me, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's, fine. it's just totally fine. He does have a good point, though. Like, uh, Troy 
Who's sort of the emotional linchpin of this episode. Yeah. Like, without her, there's no real emotion to there being a second Riker. Right. But um, she's being led by her heart at this point. Her old feelings are back. And yeah, she, like, it's all The name of the again. episode, Second Chances. Right. There's a second chance to be with him. Yeah. And um, Will kind of dumps cold water on her, where he's like, remember how I fucked you over? Yeah, he'll, he would have done the same thing, yeah. I don't want to see you get hurt again by me, an right. asshole. <laughs> right. What a what a fucking what a great like what a good insight. That's so that's good though. Yeah, he's he's very open he's and honest smart. about the mistakes he's made in the past, which yeah, is he's really like a grown up. good. Yeah. I know like I'm not. I don't know anybody who is. So. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't I don't know if I am. I mean maybe. I'm a little too honest for everybody, so I guess maybe. <laughs> it depends People, on like whether you're honest about them or honest about you. <laughs> yeah, well, I think I'm pretty self-deprecating, so sure. I think you're. I mean, I do have I'm, a huge dick, so yeah, whatever, thirteen but, inches. I hear at least. I saw the drawings, so yeah. Uh, so Riker, Data, and War for playing poker. Uh, yeah, just the, kind of the jumps. Group is I don't small. remember. The the group is smaller than usual. Crusher's not there. Uh, Jordy isn't there. Yeah. But Troy's not there. No. She's so, out snorting Plan B. <laughs> getting two Plan Bs. <laughs> doing doing a rail of Plan B. <laughs> it goes faster if I do it this way. <laughs> uh, Tom Riker comes in, and Will Riker's like, join the card game. And Data and Worf have the most uncomfortable no. five minutes of their lives. They're, they're <laughs> acting, the two of them in the next, like, three scenes is, like, they're really whipped out the awkward acting. Yeah. They're, they're just like, oh, my God, this Even sucks. Data is super awkward. He can't even feel yeah. the uncomfort in the air. But he knows. Like, he knows, like, I don't think this is normal. <laughs> yeah, this isn't a normal interaction, and I don't yeah. quite get why. Yeah, this is, he's like a little kid, like, uh-oh. <laughs> But they, they end up in this, like, betting match where they're just bluffing each other. And I yeah. know it's not important to the story. They don't show you, yeah. Yeah, I to know. know what their cards are, but I really wish I did. Well, like, it makes sense, though, that you don't because, like, right, uh, Will wouldn't look. Because that, that would be ungentlemanly, right? Like, yeah. that would be... That's not what you do. Like, you don't do that like, in I kept, poker. I right? kept waiting because I don't remember this scene. I kept waiting for the moment where uh, the cards like, flip over. Yeah, like Data or somebody like takes his cards and looks at him and says, yeah. "But sir, you had nothing." Right. Or any. I feel like that, that they do that a couple times later or yeah, before this. That, maybe that would have like undermined the scene though, because you're you're not really supposed to know the hands they have. That's unimportant. Yeah, it's they're the just driving the- dealt in life. That's important. Yeah, it's the two of them in a car driving off a cliff, and they're both <laughs> like, "You fucking steer the car." No, you fucking steer. Like, like that's what it is, right? And they're just ready to go off the cliff, dude. They're like, "We're going." <laughs> Fuck this. Well, like Tom stands up, and throws his cards down, and he says, "You always had the better hand, anyway." Yeah, good line. And then Riker looks at his hands, like, "Huh." Yeah, my hands are better because they weren't jerking off the rocks, bitch. <laughs> Fucking got him. That's what I would have said, and then I would have been like, "Yeah, I'm the I'm the captain now." <laughs> we <laughs> uh, we learned that Will Riker wasn't wrong when yeah. Tom Riker goes to Troy's quarters and she's like, "Hey, Captain Picard got me a post on the USS Gandhi." Yeah, on the Gon- Gandhi. 
Yeah, they say Gandhi every time. I, yeah, what, who says Gandhi? What are I don't you, know. From the it's, Midwest? It's, Ugh, a, the it's a very Gandhi. American pronunciation Jesus of Gandhi. Christ. <laughs> Everyone has ever always said Gandhi. I think that's an English thing, calling him Gandhi. Gandhi? But, uh... Is he Canadian? He's... Is, <laughs> I don't think so. He, where's he from? Um... Where's Jonathan Frakes from? You can look it up, but, uh... Picard also calls it the Gandhi. Well, he's British. Uh, he's like, well, it's an amazing opportunity, so I he's have to He's from Pennsylvania. <laughs> oh, yeah? Belafonte, Pennsylvania. I don't know where Damn. that is. Damn. Which, which city is he closer to? We'll get to fight over him. Uh, probably you. He's, yeah, he's like, I gotta uh... leave in a week. And Troy, like, this is the same exact situation she was in before. Yeah. It's the same fucking thing. And he's like, well, like, I'm not going to leave you again. Like, you have to come with me. You, like, have to give up your post and come with me. Mm-hmm. And if this show was written today, Troy would have been like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. But this is written in, like, the early 90s. So she's like, well, I'll think about it. Maybe I'll give up my whole life I've worked for. Yeah, maybe I'll just be with quit you. being myself. Yeah. And, uh... She doesn't really know whether she wants to, like, put herself in a position where she can get ditched and she also has no fucking career anymore. Yeah, that would suck. But he's like, I can't stay here while Will Riker is here cock-blocking me every five seconds. It's like my dad is home and I just want to feel a titty. (laughs) (laughs) Go away, Dad. Go away. But she's going to think about it. Go mow the lawn. (laughs) then Then they kiss... And, like, Troy has this moment where she kind of, like, she realizes the situation yeah. she's in. she, yep. Like, this is the same shit. Yep. Meanwhile, the away team finally goes down to the planet. This is the third window. Thank you God. <laughs> we need to get to this planet. Let's fucking do this thing already. This is the third window for transporting down and up. If they fuck up this time, they're stuck there for eight years. Again. I'd be like, I'm not going back. Yeah, if I was Tom, I'd be like, no, fuck you. I'll, like, draw you a map or something. I'm not going back down there. Yeah, I guess, like, he doesn't want to be a coward, though, right? That's kind of... I would be a coward. Fuck that. Yeah, there's no way you get me back down there. But uh, they're going to head down into the Underdark (laughs) to find the computer core. And, uh, like, the catwalk that they're walking across this, like fucking like abyss below them oh it's super like a matte painting and shit yeah it definitely is but the catwalk breaks when lieutenant tom Riker walks across yeah so will walks first and so will weighs less apparently (laughs) (laughs) which like he shouldn't no he's the one i guess he had read the same replicator though right it, he talks about like not his replicator not working correctly. What does it make? Just like chicken nuggets? It, oh my god, he should weigh way more then. I mean, that would be horrible. <laughs> like you'd be like, oh cool, chicken nuggets, but then you'd be like, I'm gonna fucking kill myself if I eat another chicken nugget. There's there's also a weird moment of characterization here that I didn't particularly understand given his previous characterization. Mm-hmm. They walk in and Tom Riker is like, oh shit. There's radiation in here. We can't be in here. We have yeah. to go. This is where and I thought Will, like, he like was just turns tr- it off. Yeah, this is where I was like I was like trying to remember like I was like I don't think he tricks him, but it feels like he's like tricking Will, right? 
because he doesn't want to go. He's like, what are you waiting for? Like, Will's like, what are you waiting for? And he's like, sir, well, how do you want me to get over there, sir? Like, he's being a real smart ass, Yeah, he's right? being like a prick. Yeah. But like, this isn't being a prick. He's like, he's visibly, like, ashamed when yeah. Will turns the thing off. And Will tells him, next time, don't give up so quickly. Right. That characterization came out of nowhere for me. Yeah, I think, again, like, they're trying to hit that he's still young. And, like, I, I, it doesn't... It doesn't work because they're obviously the same guy. I guess it's like right? an inexperience thing. It's not like a yeah. youth. He didn't have the same experience that Will did. So right. he's still working on the same level of someone who was much younger. Right, right. I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna say young, I don't mean like yeah. he's actually younger. I just yeah, yeah, I mean yeah. But uh th- they have this other moment where he's about to let himself fall into the fucking abyss when it yeah. falls out from under him. And Will is like, fucking climb, climb you yeah. bitch-ass bitch. Yeah. Fuck you little 11-inch baby dick. Get up here. <laughs> yeah. He's like screaming at him. And he's like, let me go. Let me go. Yeah, Tom climbs up and they, they save each other and they smile at each other and they kiss and it all seems like it's fine. Which is what they should have done just like in that Futurama movie where yeah. the nudists make out with each other. But they're... They fix it and they get the database and everything's fine. It's like there's a, a moment of anticlimax that's like intrinsic yeah. to Star Trek, I guess. Yeah, every now like, and then they're like, like, "We got it, we got it," and then it cuts back to Data and Worf and they're just typing, and then the <laughs> lights come on and Data's like, "They've retrieved the information." Yeah. <laughs> it just cuts to Data and the Doogie Howser music is playing. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like writing and he's like Will and Tom made it out that day it's like the end of Stand By Me uh, and just like the end of Stand By Me everybody goes their separate directions yeah. when they go back to the ship Data uh, became president of androids they uh, they leave Nirvala 4 and um, Troy's like I'm not gonna go with you to the to the Gandhi <laughs> yeah. yeah I'm not ready to give up my life and yeah. Will Riker comes in and he's like, Tom, I got you this great gift since we it belongs to both of us. Here's a nice trombone. Yep. And Tom's I'll just like, replicate another one. <laughs> Tom's like, thanks for the trombone, bitch. My name's Thomas now. I'm going to stick my dick in this just like I did to your girl, bitch. <laughs> and Will's like, I always hated the name Thomas. Thomas yeah. is like, yeah, it's like I hate you. <laughs> and then he kisses Troy right in front of him and leaves. Yeah, he he fucking dad dicks him. <laughs> I don't know he's what like, that means, but it sounds real. Shows bad. his dominance. He just dominates him. And uh, like he tells Will when he's leaving to take care of her, which is a very nineties thing. Yeah, take care of the lady. She needs take care it, of right? this woman who can't take care of herself. Yeah, she can't possibly ever make it out of this. This alive. commander, she's the same rank as you. <laughs> she's right. She can like you know run the ship, but whatever. <laughs> but that's that's the end. We Thomas Riker flies away to a distinguished and happy career. Never to be seen again. <laughs> and nothing ever week. goes wrong in his life again. <laughs> He makes all the best decisions and nothing bad happens to him. <laughs> so, at the end of the day, Josh, what would you think about this episode? Uh, I mean, I always forget about it. Like, I honestly, like, I there are parts I didn't remember. I was like, I don't remember this, like, you know? Oh, yeah. I just remember that he is there, and I remember that he gets transported. Like, that's all I remember about this one. The wild uh, thing is, I feel the same way about the Tom Riker DS9 episode. Yes. And then I don't yes. remember specifics at all. Yeah, he steals the Defiant, and that's all I remember. 
Yeah, he like he like tricks Kira. everybody. Like yeah, Kira he is to, like, yeah. oh, Will Riker. I've heard so much about you and that thirteen inch dick yeah. you got. Even on Bajor, they know what thirteen inches is. <laughs> and and then they, she's like gonna totally do it with him, but then he steals the Defiant like a dum dum. Yeah, he kind of blows it. He blows his whole fucking career in that episode. Well, he's like a Maquis, right? I mean, we're yeah. getting ahead of ourselves, but yeah. We're getting ahead of ourselves. Oh, he's going to be great. dumbest organization this. in Star Trek <laughs> You're going to love this episode. Oh, boy. <laughs> this is going to be good. I've gone on record a million times that I would be on the Maquis side in literally any other universe, but this Right, one. in Star Trek it doesn't make sense. It literally doesn't. There's also like a weird like quasi-offensive quality to the Maquis, because they use Native Americans a lot. And yeah, it's like, we're in I the same the, like, situation parallel. as the Native Americans, right. but they've only been on this planet for 16 years. I, what what I think, I mean, we've talked about this a million times, but what I think is so stupid about the Maquis is, like, there's sort of, like, a post, like, possession mentality in the, like, oh, possessions yeah. don't mean a lot in the Federation, not so much, right? Well, you don't you buy just, anything. You don't right. own or buy anything. Like, you just, you get by right. with what everyone can have right you just like can have whatever and like it's not this it's a, it's kind of meaningless like things kind of like things with sentimental value i guess are meaningful but like objects don't matter so like why Damn. are these people so hung up about this like why this why are I, you and i guess I it's the cardassians and they're nazis yeah. but like i don't know man I, I have two pieces of evidence to put forth here mm-hmm. on my uh, my point of view of the maquis and really, nobody has ever taken up for the Maquis at me ever since I left the old Star Trek server I was in. I'm I'm amongst level-headed people now. <laughs> yeah. The um, I'll point out that they mention in a bunch of the first episodes with the Maquis that if they hadn't have, they would not have signed the treaty with the Cardassians that gave them control over some of the border planets. Yeah. All of those border planets would have been destroyed in the war between the Federation and Starfleet. Right, right. So, so like, it's literally you're saving they, their lives, yeah. We give them sovereignty over your planets or you all die. That's your choice. Right. If B if Yeah, go ahead, sorry. Go ahead. Or two, whatever I said first. I don't remember. Um Do you remember an episode of Star Trek TNG where we meet a bunch of drunken Irish stereotypes? Yeah. Um and they the hot, the beam, really hot one. Oh, yeah, she's super hot. Yeah. They beam all of their possessions, farms, farm animals, yeah, and everything shit. Yeah, they're into the fucking and hold shit. Yeah. and take them to another planet. That's yeah. perfectly within Starfleet's abilities to do, and they right. offer that to the right. Maquis. They can beam up everything. You can and just take like, all nah, stuff. I want to be on this specific planet, more so much so that I will become a terrorist and right. attack my own people. I guess, like, that's sort of the point, right? Like, I... But, like, the point is, like, sort of muddied in the Star Trek universe, like you said. Like, I think some of the point is, like, if you choose to become a terrorist, like, are you doing yourself and others any good? I mean, against the Cardassians, like, uh, uh, like on a long enough like, timeline, like, they're right. You the, know what I mean? The, uh, the moment where the Maquis become completely indefensible to me is when they start attacking Starfleet vessels. Right, because it's like, you're just, you're hurting yourself, dude. Like, they don't who's even gonna just help attack you? Starfleet vessels either. They attack Federation trade yeah. vessels. Tra- like, like civil- civilian vessels, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, that becomes, that's where it becomes completely indefensible for me. And they're doing it to get Starfleet's attention for their right. plight or whatever, which is like, people are suffering for this. Right, they should be fighting the Cardassians. 
and like, but they're they're fucking dumb. Like they're they're idiots. Like they don't. Well, they're led by fucking. I'm not even gonna say his name since it's a spoiler. But they're led by fucking Jean Valjean, yeah, the wannabe. Yeah, Jean Valjean isn't. He thinks he's real smart, but he's not as smart as he thinks he is. He's a complete idiot, really. <laughs> well, he's Canadian. <laughs> he's got his lucky loony though. Name a war they ever won. Uh, yeah. All of them. Well, thanks to us. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, welcome, this Canada. episode specifically, we're not going to get into the Maquis anymore. Uh, this yeah. episode specifically is... It's like it's a, a B fun, minus. I'd it's say like it's a, like a B. It's like a C plus. You C plus? Yeah, I, I'll say B minus. Like, B minus, C plus. I have no problem with the episode. It's yeah. like a really... It's the type of episode that most of the heavy lifting is done by you, the viewer. Right, it's happening in Because you start head. heavily thinking about yeah. what you would do in that situation. Right. Which is great, but also, like, we didn't really talk about the episode that much, because, like, not a lot of things happen, really. Yeah, it's it's very... I bet this episode was cheap as fuck to film. Yeah, they just did it they on have, the sets. They have, like, five sets. Yeah. And that's fine. And the episode itself is, like, it's mostly a thought experiment. Right. It's, like, it's not quite the, um, like, Argo thought experiment. Which but one's it's, that? It's like the boat experiment, where like you, oh, if you take all the parts, yeah, one and, yeah. piece of the boat. It was originally called the Argo. They used the Argo, the Argonaut ship, the Argonaut boat. Yeah, I got it. Then the, they fight uh, those skeletons. Yeah. Then the skeletons all have shields and helmets, and it's awesome. Yeah, and it's like stop motion and cool as fuck. It is super dope. Thanks, Ray <laughs> Harryhausen. Great. I love those. I love Clash of the Titans. I love that movie. Clash of the Titans is so good. Fuck, man. I was going to bat for the remake. I'll go to bat for that one. That's a good movie, too. The remake's okay. It's, like, decent, right? Like, it's not horrible. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not... I mean, it's not, like, the original. Like, the original's classic, but... You know what's wild? When I was a kid, I watched The Dark Crystal as a kid, and I was like, yeah. oh, this is cool. I like this. Yeah. And uh, I watched it again, like, I don't know, like, 20 years later... Yeah. 25 years later, and I was like, damn, this is a meticulously crafted fucking movie. It's great, yeah. This I, I, I hadn't seen like, it when I was little. I watched it later in life. This movie has, like, a fucking mythology behind it. Yeah, that was, like, George Lucas and shit, man, right? Didn't he, like, write that and or I something? was all, uh, it was all the, um... Muppets uh, guy. Muppets folks. Yeah, Jim yeah, Henson Jim wrote Henson. it. He created okay. everything in it. It was his brainchild. Jim Henson was, like, ahead of his time. If they would have just let him create the things he wanted to... Yeah. You would have had a bunch of shit like the Dark Crystal that was We would still be having Muppets. I saw Muppets in Space on a date. Muppets in Space is a good movie. It's got that funk soundtrack. Like, it's really oh, cool. Oh, fuck, yeah. Dude, the... The Muppets Christmas Carol might be my favorite. Although, I really... I went and saw the Muppets movie... When it was re-released in yeah. theaters, like a, like a couple weeks ago. Yeah, they just did it, right? It's like the anniversary and or something. It was fucking awesome to see it on the big screen, and everybody was laughing and having a great time. There's nothing wrong with Muppets. And there was a dude in front of me. Uh, I've never seen anyone with an ailment that I immediately became worried for that person <laughs> that I've never met. But this dude <laughs> sat down in front of me and had this, like, unlanced boil on top of his head. Oh, uh, yeah. That was almost as big as his head. And I was like, dude, you need to go to a doctor. <laughs> I wanted to be like, please, you're, you you gotta do something for yourself. But this, I was just... I did not think that we were getting to this part. of the, <laughs> I didn't know this was gonna happen. 
I, I just felt bad for him. I felt scared. <laughs> I was like, dude. You felt scared it was going to pop on you. No. And turn you into like a, like a, what are they called in the Dead Space or whatever? Oh, shit, I don't remember. Which, what are the ones, well, it's not Dead Space, the ones that explode. Bursters. Bloater. I don't know. But, Blo- uh. Bloaters. The ones no, that No, I wasn't up. sitting close enough for that to happen. Oh, well, that's good. <laughs> I was just, I was like, like I said, I've never been immediately worried for someone I've never met before. In that I'm worried way about everybody. <laughs> I'm a monster. I only, I hate all people. I mean, I'm worried that they're going to come near me. That's what mostly I'm worried about. <laughs> like, they don't need to have a boil in their head. Like, I don't... Just don't come near me. Don't talk to me. Also, uh, when I went to a different movie... I've only been to two movies in Pennsylvania so far. Yeah. And they were both really good experiences for the most part. But yeah. this old man and this old lady sat down next to me, and she pulled... Uh, a gun out? <laughs> huh? A gun? Th- no, thank God. She pulled bread out and a, a butter knife. Ah, she was making snacks. And uh, they made a tuna fish salad sandwiches <laughs> and ate them in the theater. A, I can smell choice. the tuna fish. That's a bold choice for a movie theater snack. Like, she pulled out a fucking jar of mayonnaise oh. and opened it and put it on the sandwich. And I, I like leaned over to Crystal, my wife, and I'm like, are you seeing what this the- shit? I mean, I like tuna fish sandwich as much as the next person, but I'm not taking a tuna fish sandwich to the movie theater. See, my favorite part is they didn't take a tuna fish they sandwich. Made- the <laughs> they made it there. <laughs> oh my god! Oh yeah, I was no, like, Pennsylvania is a different breed, baby. We're now in a you, new land. You sneak in like candy. You sneak in a yeah. soda. You that's don't what, sneak that's in. That's what I've always done. It's like yeah. I bring my own candy and soda and shit. Yeah, you, chips, maybe you bring in some chips. Yeah, you don't bring in a tuna fish sandwich. <laughs> tuna fish sandwich parts separated and they put that shit together. That was great. He, like, had, like, a fucking thing of crackers, too. He was eating. God, people in Pennsylvania are fucking weird. What fucking weird. That was cracking me up. I'm, like, usually experiences in theaters make me mad, but I was mostly just laughing at that. My worst, my worst thing in the theater is when you get the guy who's, like, knows he's in the movie theater and he's putting on a show for everybody. Where he's oh, like, yeah, he's being the Mystery Science 3, the- 3000, yeah. man. When I saw Star Wars, there was a, a... I forget if it was a Solo. It might have been Solo. When there's some part, and it was like a funny part or whatever. And he goes, ha 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 ha. And he laughs like so fakely. And like oh, everyone yeah. stopped laughing and he's still laughing. And I'm like, yo. I find this a- funniest. Yeah. Yeah, he's the biggest fan, right? He thought it was the funniest. I hate people, man. I told I told uh, somebody the other day that story about the dude who was like, oh, they kill Yoda. Oh, the kid, yeah, Ross. His name is Ross. Oh, you kill Yoda? Yo, Yoda's all green. Yoda's all green. <laughs> we were like, yeah, yes, he is. Like, what do you say to that? Like, yeah, he's green. Yeah, he sure is. Yeah, he is green. Don't let this man into the Muppets movie. <laughs> Yo, Kermit, Kermit's all green. He wrote a song about it. <laughs> oh, that kid was crazy. Uh, they played. I forgot that the beginning of the Muppets movie has the Rainbow Connection in it. Yeah, it plays the Rainbow Connection. That song goes right into my fucking heart. I know dude. that shit is like. I mean, we're like of that age where like that shit yeah. is like pure childhood drugs. It's magical. For us. Yeah, like hearing yeah. it, I was just like. <gasps> yeah, we were like just little enough that we were, it like really like imprinted in our brains, right? Like. Like you can play anything from any Muppets movie, and I'm all, I'm like I'm five years old. I'm I'm four years old. You know, I'm like oh, a yeah. really small kid. There are like there are certain movies that are like magical. 
They're yeah. not. They're like Princess Bride. The Princess Bride, I feel like, Super is like magical. it has magical parts in it. But I mean, like, it's a movie that's like it it, it exists almost as like a myth in your mind. Yeah, like uh, the never ending story. Yeah, that and Legend for me was Legend, like, absolutely Legend. Yeah, legend like Labyrinth yeah. was another Jim Henson joint. Yep, yep. Um, you can see like David Willow was like that for me. Yeah, Willow. Up. Yeah, Willow is like they're fantasy movies that are more like fairy tales right. than they are like standard fantasy. Yeah, that's well, that's kind of like like the Henson model, right? Was oh like, yeah, this is like a fairy tale, and yeah, and obviously George Lucas did Willow, and that's very much like Star Warsy, but like if little people were the heroes, right? Like Willow holds up. To oh, Willow's thing. great. No, Willow Like, rules. I saw Willow... Uh, like, Crystal had never seen Willow before. Yeah. So we watched it, and, like, I didn't expect her to really like it all that much, because I was thinking maybe nostalgia was the reason right. I liked it so much. And we finished it, and she was like, that movie was awesome. Yeah, it's great, man. It's, like, cool. You're, it's, yeah. like, a super fun magic movie. With it's Mad it's Mardigan cool. is great as hell. In it, Mad, so. Mardigan. Mad Mardigan! Mad Mardigan! Mad Mardigan! Mad <laughs> Mardigan! Oh man! We All right, that movie uh, this episode of Star Trek is really good. It's like a B minus. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, it's better than next week's. <laughs> yeah, uh, next week. This or is the first weeks. time we're doing the beginning of a character and, and the, the end. end of the character back to back like this. We're doing us like a storyline. This is listed on the yeah. Memory Alpha as part one of, of the Tom's. Tom Riker saga. Yeah, part two isn't very good. No, part two sucks. What's, and what it's season? not even the same character. It really is just an evil clone of Will Riker. Yeah, they just make him stupid. Like, they just make him a fucking idiot. Uh, it's season three, episode two? That's yes. not right. Is that not right? Is that right? That's gotta be right. No, <laughs> I think it is right. Like, I can just look that up real quick. It feels quick. like it's a season two episode. It feels like maybe season one, even. It does feel like season one. But I mean, they I have the it's, defiance. It's been so. established at that point, right? That, yeah. like, all the characters are established very heavily. And, uh, fucking, I don't even know the name of the episode. Shit. What? Of what episode? <laughs> the episode of Deep Space Nine that he's in. It's called Defiant. Defiant. Of course it is. Of course And it is. means that he's also defiant. It's a he's double meaning. He's defying your expectations. He's defying the Federation. He's defying everything he ever stood for, really. Yeah, season three, episode nine. Oh, nine? Yeah. Why did I read two? Uh, it says two it on our little thing. Yeah, it's wrong on the thing because I'm stupid, probably. I would have been so confused. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. I'd have been like, can't watch it. <laughs> I can't find it. It's several numbers away. What the fuck? I'm not fuck? scrolling ahead. Fuck this. I don't know. Like, the thing is, like, <laughs> mul- I use multiple websites by accident because I just click whatever's at the top of Google when I Google shit. <laughs> and they all have different numbers on them. Yeah, well, they're all the production numbers are fucked up. Whatever. Fuck it. F minus you know for the production numbers. You know what? We love doing this show, M Class Podcast, and we love all you guys for listening to it. Yeah. Uh, we also do a show called M-Class Email, which you can be a part of and have your emails read on the air by me and reacted to by Josh. Yeah. 
<laughs> if you if you send in an, your nice email to mclassemail at gmail.com, all singular. Uh, you can also follow us different. on Twitter. No, never. There's never been an S in there. Nope. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at mclasspodcast. And honestly, if you really love us, if you really love what we do, and you yeah. want to support what we do and make sure that we eat right and get enough sleep mm-hmm. in a house. Yeah. And we're able to pay our bills and live in order to do this podcast. And mm-hmm. it's one of the main sources of our income over at patreon.com slash podcast. Yeah. Whereas for low for as low as one dollar a month you gain access to wallpapers of every piece of art for the show, access to a Discord that is hopping twenty four seven with Star Trek fans that willing Discord to discuss. Is off the chain, man. It off never sleeps. That's the thing is, like, every Discord for every show that I've been a part of or has been started, every, like, internet thing, eventually, like, quiets down and dies. Yeah. Or gets, like, real slow. This just keeps getting faster and faster and full of more people, but it's a small community. Yeah, it's it's So you get to know everybody, and they're all, like, really welcoming and friendly. Yeah, everyone's pretty cool. Which is weird. I keep waiting for, like, the shitty fans to come in who are just, like, assholes, but I it's never happened. I think I'm the... That's uh, me when I get on. <laughs> I get on, I'm like, what the fuck are you nerds talking about in here? They have screen caps of me coming in saying, what in the flying fuck are you people doing? <laughs> and they just post it every time I feel time like I show we're, up. like, the parents and there's a sleepover going on, and we're like, go to sleep! <laughs> it's got to the point where, like, they're their own thing. They're like yeah. their own community, and we come in, and they're like, "Who we're, are these guys?" We're just extraneous at this point. <laughs> like, we don't, it doesn't matter. That's fine. I'm fine with that. Jeef and Josh. <laughs> Who are these people? <laughs> Who are these guys? Uh, no, but it's super fun. Like, there are rooms that you could talk about Star Trek to the wee hours. You could talk about video games, movies, music, fantasy. There's a bunch of music getting thrown up every now and then. Oh, yeah. There's a ton of music conversation. Everybody has a great time. They're all great people. For as low as $1 a month at patreon.com slash mclasspodcast, you can be a part of the coolest community on the internet. And I'm not just saying that because they don't have much to do with me, so fuck them. They're still really cool, though. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, for $5 a month, you get access to podcasts that we do other than this one. You get M-Class email a week early, which yeah. is pretty darn cool. You get to but, listen to that, like, right now. Like, yeah. right, you could just stop this and pull it, like, play that one. Yeah. Next week's M-Class appears through a time portal in your inbox. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty dope. Fuck. But there's also a fun show we do called Jeff and Josh Shoot the Shit, mm-hmm. where most recently we discussed... Star Trek Picard and our hopes and our fears and more of our fears. Mostly our fears. Um, A lot of fears. But we discussed yeah. our thoughts on it and what would be good to do with the series and what they probably will do with the series. Yeah, I think we're as, 100% right. <laughs> I think everything as, we say is correct. <laughs> well, you say that, but as it turned out, apparently during my, like, I guess it was during email, my, like, long screed about, like, what the last Star, Star Wars, Wars movie yeah. is going to be about, I apparently mentioned Dark Ray. Yeah, and that's what happened. And that's a real thing that's happened. <laughs> There's also Tactical 3PO with the red eyes. <laughs> I, t- I talked about that on the continue cast, the one we just did. Dude. I was like, yeah, you know that he's going to go into like tactical mode, right? 
Dude, fucking next stop, Andros. I'm telling you. Oh, Andros. Andros! <laughs> Uncle Andros! God, I love that game, though. It's so fucking good. Anyway, <laughs> become a patron today. It helps support us. Uh, we'd really appreciate it. And uh, you know what? Thank you all for listening, and we'll be back in one week's time with more M-Class goodness. Bye-bye. Good luck. Good luck. <laughs>